This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 8th of October 2021. Presented to you this week by Lucinda Redgate, farm trader based in Yorkshire. Let's start with wheat. Wheat markets continued to rise this week, supported by strong export trade and uncertainty over Russian wheat export capability. Paris wheat futures have set new contract highs, gaining over 10% in value since the 20th of September. So far this season, from the 1st of July to the 4th of October, Brussels trade data showed that EU had shipped just over 8 million tonnes of wheat. This was up by 1 million tonnes on the week, and unofficial vessel counts suggest this is still significantly understated. In the same period last year, just 5.5 million tonnes had been shipped, albeit from a smaller surplus. Analyst group Strategy Grains estimates the EU will have 31 million tonnes available to export this season, which would lead end-of-season stocks at minimum levels. Therefore, the current pace is not sustainable and the rising prices need to choke off demand. Romania is the EU's leading wheat exporter, having now shipped 2.9 million tonnes from its record 11.4 million tonne crop. At this time last season had shipped less than 800,000 tonnes. Additional bullish market sentiment came from Russia, where the agricultural minister suggested a need for further export deterrence, additional to the current export taxes. From the 15th of February 2022, a crater limiting the season's wheat exports to a total of 31.5 million tonnes may be necessary. The United States Department of Agriculture had predicted a slightly higher crater of 35 million tonnes. Russian domestic demand levels need to be assessed and adequate supplies assured to prevent further price inflation for bread and other flour products before an appropriate quota is set for all grains as well as wheat. However, in contrast and adding confusion, the Russian Union of Grain Exporters said Russia could ship up to 37.5 million tonnes of wheat this season. So far, 10.9 million tonnes have been shipped, which is 22% down on this time last year. This week, Egypt's state grain buyer, the General Authority for Supply Commodities, tended for wheat to be supplied in two periods during November. The General Authority for Supply Commodities confirmed the purchase of 240,000 tonnes, and despite export taxes, Russian exporters were able to make competitive offers and secured the sale for three of the four cargoes booked. Average prices for delivery between the 11th to the 20th of November, including freight, were almost $352 per tonne, $7 per tonne above the previous tender prices on the 8th of September. No purchases were made for the tender from the 21st to the 30th of November. Moving on to barley now. The situation of pigs backed up on farm due to lack of labour at meat processing factories is adding firmness to an already firm market, considering that these pigs still need to be fed. Due to the absence of alternative raw materials, barley's discount to wheat has now shrunk to around £10 per tonne 
compared to the 15 to 18 pounds per tonne over the harvest period. Both small discounts compare to the 25 to 45 pounds per tonne discount in crop 2020. Another factor driving barley's discount to wheat is a potentially high pass rate on malting barley varieties, which is reducing the availability of feed barley. This dynamic is the opposite of last year, when there was muted malting barley demand due to COVID-19 curtailing beer drinking opportunities and very low pass rates being achieved on malting barley varieties. Malting barley pass rates on paper are quite high and in theory would give an exportable surplus of around 650,000 tonnes at least. This is unlikely to be achievable from the UK in 3,000 to 4,000 tonne vessels. By the end of October, the volume shipped will probably be a maximum of 65,000 tonnes. Merchants are fully aware of the logistical risks of having vessels waiting for lorries to arrive and the consequent slow loading charges that would then apply. This and the fact farmers are slow to commit to selling malting barley is preventing export sales being made in any volume currently. However, the UK is still competitively priced against other origins, meaning demand from UK malting barley is high. The highest prices now are for post-Christmas, as merchants are reluctant to add further logistical risk by making sales in the run-up to the festive period. Consequently, a lot of trading activity on malting barley can be expected if growers can keep the quality from deteriorating in store. If successful, growers can expect to receive a high malting premium of £40 per tonne or more. There has been some trade over the last week as farmers could gain harvest feed barley values of 150 to £158 per tonne ex-farm, depending on location. In addition, the current buoyant market for crop 2021, malting barley, has spilled over into crop 2022. When growers could secure £200-£208 per tonne ex-farm, depending on month and location of their supplies. The current price of fertiliser and sprays is likely to see an increase in spring cropping on some farms. Now, let's turn our attention to what's been happening with oilseed rape this week. There has been another significant jump in rapeseed prices this week with values up by £25 per tonne at their highest point, although the market has retreated a little from the time being. What is interesting is the apparent disconnect between global soybean markets and European rapeseed markets. In the past three months, Paris rapeseed futures have appreciated by almost 33%, whilst over the same period, Chicago soybean futures prices have fallen by 10%. This latter development has been due to several factors, including weaker than expected demand for US beans from China, which were down 30% in the last quarter. Storm damage to export facilities in the US Gulf and increased optimism on US harvest bean yields. The United States Department of Agriculture reported that adding 2.2 million tonnes to previous bean crop estimates in last week's stocks report gave a total crop figure of 144.75 million tonnes. All these factors combined to produce a bearish report for soybeans, 
with end August stock set at relatively comfortable 7 million tonnes, which was far above most trade expectations. Soybeans are the largest part of the global family of oilseed crops, and the US is the biggest player in world soybean exports. Each oilseed has its own supply and demand data, but it is normally anticipated that substitution between the competing oilseed stocks will generally keep individual markets moving with a high degree of coordination. This is clearly not the case currently with soybean and rapeseed. What is becoming clear is that the easily knocked out demand for rapeseed has already taken place and markets are left with the remaining inelastic demand, which soaring prices is having little impact on. Upward pressure on prices is likely to continue over the next few months, whilst the impact of the devastating drought in Canada is felt. The question will be whether the arrival of a possibly large Australian crop on world markets in the new year will be sufficient to reverse the upward trend. At some point in the future, soybean and rapeseed prices will reconnect and start to move in unison again, but this might not be until harvest 2022. Over the coming months, how many extra hectares the high rapeseed prices have secured in the farmers' rotations around the world will become known. The process of monitoring crop conditions and looking at forecast weather patterns in the key producing nations will begin. That just leaves China's demand as a major unknown factor going forward. Let's take a look at pulses now. The challenge of logistics, wet samples and minimal farmer selling continues to impact on the market, which still needs more beans to be supplied in the short term. Prices have risen three to six pounds per tonne this week, as buyers need to get spot positions covered. Any long-term strength will need to be supported by a considerable volume of demand. However, there aren't any UK feed compounders showing much interest at current levels. There is still limited demand from the nearer continent for November and December, but beyond that, there are still very few inquiries. Human consumption beans are also in demand, but transport issues in the UK, along with issues in exporting in containers of bulk vessels, are restricting the amount of business that can be done. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. In terms of AN and urea, last week saw offers from several companies for a further Indian tender, with around 1.9 million tonnes offered in total although it is understood that there was some double counting within these figures. However, it seems China committed around 700,000 tonnes against the Indian tender, which India has now purchased. This week has also seen China putting further restrictions on the exporting of urea, which will come into effect over the coming months. This news combined with further cutbacks and shutdown of urea plants around the world are expected to keep urea prices firm in the UK and Europe. Gas markets in Europe remain high and rose again rapidly this week, reaching the highest level seen, causing several more European fertiliser factories to stop production, resulting in very limited offers to the UK market and further driving the upward trend in nitrogen prices. It is reported that the little business was concluded last week at the fertiliser conference in Lisbon due to traders being unable to offer product. 
For UAN, as a gas price continues to surge ahead, the anticipated release of spring 2022 UAN terms may well be delayed, as suppliers look at ever-tightening availability. There remains a strong demand for UAN, especially in this position. Growers should look at their cropping plans and be prepared to commit volumes at the earliest opportunity, allowing the trade to cover their requirements. With many shippers now talking about 2022 arrival of fresh UAN cargoes in the first quarter, this doesn't allow too much flexibility between arrival and usage. Phosphate and potash prices continue to rise. There has been a further increase in prices this week on both products due to a tightening of supply worldwide. Logistics is still a major issue and coupled with the current fuel supply issues, it doesn't look like the situation is set to improve. This was Front Runner for week ending 8th of October 2021. If you'd like advice on grey marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the My Farm farm management platform.